This is the Huntington Tri-State Time Machine, brought to you by Realty Exchange, the top-performing real estate company in the Huntington, West Virginia, Tri-State area. Each week, your host, W.G. Bunch, and his guests share memories and stories about the past, the present, and the future of the Huntington Tri-State area. That's Huntington, West Virginia, Ashland, Kentucky, and the Chesapeake and Proctorville, Ohio areas. If you used to live here, or you currently live here, you're going to catch yourself saying out loud, wow, I remember that. Now, here's WG. Hey, hey, what's happening? What's happening, what's happening? Welcome to the Huntington Tri-State Time Machine. I'm your host, W.G. Bunch. Here we are, and there you are. I am here with, of course, the co-host that makes the show. The best part of the show. (laughs) Wow. And the most modest. (laughs) Yes, Vanessa Hankins is here. Hello, Vanessa. How are you? Hello, how are you? Good. We have got a, 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 we've got a, a, a dynamic guest today. We really do. Yes, we're going to introduce him here in a little bit. But Vanessa, tell us about that sponsor. Our sponsor is Realty Exchange, the top-selling real estate company in the Huntington Tri-State area, licensed in West Virginia, Ohio, and Kentucky, and Florida. Find us on the web at realty-ex.com. All right. And uh, also, we want to give a special shout-out to our podcast company, Circle 270 Media, if you're doing a podcast not getting the numbers that you want or you're thinking about doing a podcast you google and contact circle 270 media they're a huge reason of our success so we appreciate uh, what circle 270 media is doing uh, the for magic, us for sure now we we've done this in the past mm-hmm. but we have a giveaway of so we're having some uh, all right everybody knows cuz like i said they they see the content on the podcast page. Right, right. Here's who the guest is. So it's not like, you know, it's not like the mass Singer. Right. <laughs> it's not like... <laughs> not going to leave you wondering. Wonder who it's going to be today. <laughs> um, yeah, so they already know who's coming up. So we're going to talk a little bit automobiles and stuff, but we are doing a giveaway. We are. And I don't know how that works. Okay. <laughs> what, what happens? Okay, so this is, this is where you're old and you can't do social media, WG. I can, yeah. Thankfully, I'm A lot now. of things I can't do anymore. <laughs> All right, we are giving away a 12-pack of Stewart's Hot Dogs because, you know, they ship all over and our listeners are all over. Mm -hmm. So if you get on our last post announcing this week's guest and share with us, follow the prompt, share with us, I think it's your favorite car from a movie, Mm -hmm. um, the biggest lemon you've ever owned, and Mm -hmm. what was the other one? I can't remember. Uh, It's your favorite car from a movie or TV show. It's the biggest lemon of a car you've ever owned. And also, oh, you're... Your favorite restaurant that has a drive-through drive window. Now I don't know how I forgot that one. And if if it, if it has to be a drive-in, that's fine because a lot of people. We started this just like thirty-six hours ago, right? And we've got everything from a lot of people have said, for instance, Dwight's. You know, and they're like, uh, right. "Well, do you mean a drive-in or drive-through?" Because other people are saying. Wendy's or right. you know so I mean I put Whataburger I mean which they don't we don't have here but I thought drive through in my head is yeah any, I took it very intentionally so in, anywhere that has a drive through I don't know if you have been to um, the um, the Palm in Chicago never fine never been fine in steakhouse great drive they don't have a drive through <laughs> I, 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 I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> 
I'm having a hard time keeping quiet here. I want to dive I, in I right never, now. I, I never know. know what he's talking about. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I like to keep her on her toes. But anyway, okay, so go to the go to the uh, the Facebook page and follow uh, the instructions. Yeah, exactly. You, you have to fully participate. Yes, and no half answers. Your answers don't don't matter. I mean, we're not going on who has the best answer. It's just to be to enter, be entered in the drawing. We need you to answer all those things. So we've had some pretty good ones so far too. Yes, exactly. And we're going to go over those a little bit in a little bit, but. Let's get our guest today. If you own a TV or any kind of electronic advi- device that that streams, you've probably seen this fellow in the uh, in the Huntington media. Uh, we have Chris Miller, the president of Dutch Miller Automotive. Full costume glory. Exactly. <laughs> Not wearing costume <laughs> Not today. today. Most people Not expect today. me to be wearing some sort of like pink gorilla <laughs> outfit or maybe a toga when I show up and raise, you know, wave my arms <laughs> over my head. That's you know, just what's expected. That right, leads me to my first question. What um, did you? Is there a, an ad in your brain that you're like? This was one that kind of broke the walls down. This is the one that people still talk about or one that they go, aren't you the guy that, yeah, yeah, wore the gorilla suit or whatever? <laughs> There's so many of them, right? Yeah. But the one that literally transcended us into much more um, avant-garde, entertaining type of stuff was an auto-tune spot where it was just me behind a green screen. And they started throwing out phrases and getting me to sing them. And they used auto-tune to adjust the I was going to say, tune. it's the auto-tune one. And there's one. a point in time where there's like a tiger with laser beams shooting out of his <laughs> eyes. And they've got fake sunglasses on my face. I mean, it, is, it was just nuts. So <laughs> That one is fun. That was a yeah. fun one. Now, you're, you're, pro- you're probably like Vanessa. Vanessa's also a big celebrity because of the show. I would imagine people come to the, to the dealership. I mean, be honest. People want to take like photos with you. And do, they, do they say like... Record my outgoing message, or is that? Am I dating myself? It's a lot of fun, right? The the kind like we don't take ourselves too seriously. You don't. Too short. Are you serious? Not to have a good time, and (laughs) we strive to entertain, (laughs) right? And that encourages engagement. So there's point in time where I'd be walking through Walmart, and I'll hear, "There's the man from the TV," like three rows (laughs) over, and they'll come running up. Yeah, we we were in Ripley uh, on the Fourth of July for the Fourth of July parade, and I was stopping and taking selfies with people. It's like a three mile hike through this parade, right? It's just it, it, it's it's what it is. It's fun. Another question I have. Let's talk because I, 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 your your ads and the show. The show is on Sunday, right? Yeah. So it, it, it broadcasts on sometimes on Saturday afternoon, sometimes on Sundays, sometimes in spots throughout the week. And this is the crazy thing. We, so we do this infomercial, and this infomercial is me and a guy named Wes Thompson, who's the creative director of the ad agency that we that we use. Okay. Wes used to be a stand-up comedian and actor out in L.A. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Making a living. Mm-hmm. Fell in love with a girl from Ashland, Kentucky. Moved back home, mm-hmm. which is where his family's from, mm-hmm. and started selling billboards. And as soon as I met him, I was like, oh, we got to do something with this guy. And this is back in like 2012. Be yeah. Oh, cool. And so he starts slowly started getting involved in the commercials and then became a part of the advertising agency. Mm-hmm. And he and I sit down and brainstorm through through ideas all the time. We have running notebooks of things. And it's gotten to the point now, because he's such a talented guy, where I so I show up to the shoot. <laughs> and he and just he goes, tells you. This, 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 and this. And I go, okay. Or occasionally I'll go, what about that? Yeah. And that's, that's the whole process that we use. But the guy is just, he's... He's, he's a hoot. He's, he's your brilliant. magic maker. Yeah. Yes, he's That's brilliant. awesome. So that was one of that was another one of my questions is so you guys kind of set aside a day and you'll shoot 
10 of those in Correct. a day and then they come out you know once a week or something like that when, or when i got involved in the family business we had two businesses we had two little dealerships mm -hmm. one was in huntington one was in barbersville mm -hmm. we now have 13 different dealerships and 26 different enterprises wow all kinds of other things aside from the automotive industry and i i, I attribute a lot of it to our very avant-garde forward-thinking approach to commercials because mm -hmm. it's the thing that in an right. age where you can fast forward through commercials mm -hmm. we do something that's just crazy enough that makes people want to stop that, and pay attention right. to it sure yeah, yeah. it's kind of like seeing a you know a car accident on the interstate you got to slow down and look at it you just can't help yourself you can't help it. we yeah. try to create the same thing and it's it's one <laughs> of the things that has differentiated us from um you know everything else on television to get to garner the right kind of attention and then we try to create a culture inside of the business on the ground that literally reinforces that positive energy and that enthusiasm mm -hmm. to where people have a good experience mm -hmm. and right. it, it's literally fueled an incredible amount of our growth that we've had over the past 10 years yeah and, so. and i and i'm I, I hope i don't offend you i'm sure you've heard this but you know i mean you know people see your ads and you've got the majority going that guy's crazy and then you've got some well, I might be uh, yeah uh, <laughs> and then, and then yeah. you and then you got some guys going or, or some people going oh this is so oh he but they watch every yeah. second of it that's what i was going to say even if they don't like it they're it, they're in there that's marketing 101 kids the, the, the dumber i act the better it is <laughs> and, and we strive to entertain. We have a great time doing it. And what's happened is at first, you know, that guy's dumb. What's he doing? And then it eventually transcends to people realizing that I'm the blunt of all the jokes. Yeah. And we're entertaining. <laughs> right. And right. it like, it used to be we'd, we'd get positive comments and negative comments. Yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, totally normal when you do that kind right. of advertising. When you throw now, out there. Now, it yep. is overwhelming. Like, 98% of the comments and stuff that we get online mm -hmm. or the emails that we get are all just positive. I loved it when you did that. That was hysterical. Yeah, so yeah. It's literally, over the past 10 years, it's transcended from, right. you know, people not liking it under, or not understanding it to then literally everybody getting that sure. this is marketing, this yeah. is interesting and they keep entertaining right. us and they keep having a good, good time. And, and you guys are primarily Kia? I mean, is it? Yeah, so, yes. I don't um, know exactly how the whole thing works. I feel like um, have as like far as the brand. Literally anything Several, you need, yeah, you can go much. to a lot. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, um, we, we have... Chevrolet, Hyundai, Kia, Nissan, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Ford, Subaru dealerships. Wow. Yeah, like everything. Um, yeah, we're, we're all over the place. We <laughs> and those stores. are new cars. Yes, those are new car But you also have used car Correct. lots. Yes. Oh. Every, every one of those dealerships has a used car has lot attached to it yeah. in some way, shape, or form oh, okay. because of all of the trade-ins. Oh, sure, sure. Um, we're in, we have dealerships in West Virginia. We employ about 400 people inside of West Virginia. Mm -hmm. We also That's have awesome. dealerships in in Virginia, North Carolina, Tennessee, and Kansas. So we have a grand total of about 600 employees mm -hmm. inside wow. of the organization. And Dutch Miller was your grandfather? Yeah, he was my grandfather. Okay. And, uh, interesting guy. He was born in a dirt floor in Bear Creek, Kentucky. And, you know, at the age Love of five. Self-made. Yeah. At Love the age that. of five, his mom died. And his dad remarried and a new wife didn't want him. So she gave him away to live <gasps> with his 18-year-old sister. Oh, wow. And so the only thing he knew as a kid was abandonment. Was always told he was dumb and poor, and was all you know, athletic, charismatic, tried hard. Mm -hmm. 
got into the Marines and they figured out, wait a minute, this guy's smart and he might have a little dyslexia. And they turned him into a fighter pilot and he flew Corsairs during World War II and the Korean War for the Black Sheep Squadron. Really? Yeah. Wow. And then came back home and got into the automotive industry. His um, here, here in the here Huntington in the area. area. Yeah, so what a story. His wife was a lady named Betty Ann Sheets, who was the daughter of Descom and Aldine Sheets in Ashland, and they had what is now Don, Don Hall Chevrolet. Okay. Right. So Dutch didn't want to work for his father-in-law, mm-hmm. so he went across the river into Huntington to work for Roger Dean Chevrolet. Okay. And eventually, Roger Dean wanted to buy dealerships in Florida, and Chevrolet knew that Dutch was the guy on the ground making everything happen. They said, fine, we're going to approve you for these dealerships in Florida, but you have to sell this store to Dutch. And so that's how he eventually became an owner. He was the general manager of Roger Dean Chevrolet, and then was given an opportunity to buy the stock and open up what is Dutch Miller Chevrolet in downtown Huntington. Wow. Was was the original location the one in the West End? Yeah, that was, was, so it it was originally, Roger Dean Chevrolet was on, I think it was 444 4th Avenue, I think is what it was. Mm -hmm. But then he bought that. Dutch bought that property in the west end of Huntington in like 1963, started building the dealership in 1965, and it was completed Got in 1967. Yeah, that's where my mom bought her, 19, her, her 1978 Caprice Classic. That's awesome. I mean, you know, shout out to all my Huntington High friends back then who, who remember the Caprice, <laughs> oh, baby. Oh my gosh. My first car was a 1970 Chevelle. Chevy Chevelle Malibu with a 307 in it. And I had to scrape the inside of the, inside of the windshield off as well as the outside in the wintertime. And I had to start at 20 minutes ahead of time to drive to school. Now, right. wait, a Chevelle is a muscle cool, car, right? Not Kinda. with a 307 in it. Yeah, they, I have I no idea what that engines. means. They, yeah, they had a, is that like 409, the cleaner? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's the cubic <laughs> inches of the size of the engine. It was a V8, but it wasn't. It was like the step down from the muscle car. Do you have any idea what he's talking about? I do. That? My dad was a mechanic. Oh. It was solid. <laughs> metal and my mom and my dad Heavy. wanted me in something safe so yes. my first car was 1995 and I got a 25 year old car that was it was solid metal he yep. got a Chevelle I got a Chevette I don't know if you know what a Chevette is. I had a dart because of the same reason. I I think Dutch Miller was the number one Chevette (laughs) dealer in the 80s, correct? That's exactly right. Good memory. (laughs) This is impressive. Yes. We had, we had, (laughs) you, if I showed you a picture of a Chevette, do you, do you know? So remember when we talked about the drive-in movies and we talked to get in the trunk? Yeah. Yeah. That's what we were in. Was it Chevette? Yeah. And then Pontiac tried to come in and what was that? The (laughs) 1000 or something trying to muscle in on the Chevette. No, no, no. There's only one Chevette. (laughs) Talk about a funny story. We had we had a mechanic. I've been working since I was ten and a half years old. There's a point in time where I was washing cars when I was fifteen and sixteen on Saturdays. Now we and we and I I didn't even. But were you always interested in cars, or was it just something that was in the family blood? And you're like, well, in the family blood, and we also, you know, we always had conversations at dinner about business and about philanthropy and about um, you know everything you could possibly imagine. Right. there was a point in time where I thought I was going to be an FBI agent and just didn't go down that route. Uh, what do you mean you yeah. didn't go? Yeah. Okay. I don't okay. got a degree in economics and oh. yeah. Uh, um, Nothing to do with a background check. I partied hard <laughs> for a certain point in time in my life and, you know, really enjoyed myself. Been sober since April 1st of 2004. Wow. Congratulations. So Congratulations. Trans, awesome. You know, a transition mm-hmm. in yeah. my brain, but they, they, that block may, may have uh, not been ideal for an FBI, FBI agent. agent. <laughs> Those background checks. Yeah. I understand you know, that. but yeah. anyway, yeah, I could, I couldn't, <laughs> 
I, I tried out for the FBI. I couldn't make it over that wall like they always show in movies where they have to like. <laughs> You're a mess. <laughs> you are a mess. Whatever that thing is called. So, all right. Now, I've, I got a couple, uh, a couple more car-related questions. Um, number one, wh- when is the best time to buy a car? I've always heard over the years people are like, best time to buy a car. And I know what you're going to say. You're, Every day is the best. Time. I know. I don't even work but, there. Yeah, but they say that. like, no, best time is is at the end of the or some. They got to clear off the lot because of their taxes, or they got to get rid of inventory for the new inventory. This is the best time to buy, or that's a, or this is when the best time to buy is when they get the new ones. I don't. Is there really such the a thing? Real ex- I feel like you've been hassled answer. a lot by somebody. Yeah. The real answer is it depends on the manufacturer that you're looking at, and the time of year. And when they've overproduced, which means they have to over-incentivize, oh, okay. that's the best time. The okay. best time is when the manufacturers have built a little too much, and then the next thing you know, they've come out with 0% or higher interest rates. Um, so that's the best time. So Buick puts out some model that they think is going to sell mm-hmm. like hotcakes. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes mm-hmm. it. And the, the lot has got all these yep. Buick whatevers. Yep. And then they're like, come on in and get a killer yep. deal on these Buicks. That is the yes. Okay. So one of the things the pandemic did, yeah. if you think about all these automotive manufacturers, they are for-profit entities. And mm-hmm. they all have boards and it's all based on stock prices Mm -hmm. and so the automotive manufacturers rely heavily on dealers because when they when they build the car and ship it to the dealer the dealer's floor plan pays for that car that's their cash flow in okay and so what happened during the pandemic was it really narrowed the supply chain to the point where they moved into very, very lean supply. They were building, shipping, and the dealers were selling very, very quickly. And so there wasn't a lot of interest expense built up right. um, from the manufacturer standpoint because they were shipping and getting paid fast and shipping and getting paid fast. Okay. <clears throat> so this affected the stock prices of the publicly traded companies, they realized that with more real-time manufacturing, they didn't have to Mm over-incentivize. They didn't have to put big incentives on their cars, control the supply chains a little bit more. And this, what I think is going to be the new normal, because it used to be they wanted us to have 90 to 120 days supply of new car inventory on the ground. During the pandemic, we had seven. Sometimes I was say, it was yeah. sometimes two, mm-hmm. and we're going to find some sort of balance where it comes back into some sort of stability of anywhere between twenty and thirty day supply of dealers you know, inventory on the lot, and that is going to be much more profitable and reflective on the automotive manufacturers. Okay, right? so th- there, there's all these when you talk about a pandemic, it does all these different things, right? Culturally and economically and socially, and that's just one of the back byproducts of it all. Yeah. And the real estate business, we thought, I mean, when when the quarantine happened and stuff, we thought we're going to have to hunker down for the next two or three years. And they ended up being the busiest years that we had for two or three. I mean, we had to change how we did business, you know, doing virtual tours with our phones and stuff. People, you know, no open houses and stuff. I just did a lot of Zooms during the pandemic. You guys sound like you worked a lot. We worked a lot. Well, yeah. yeah we worked. So the first thing, like, for, I just zoomed a lot. That's all. Ah, zoom's good. Who do, you, who do you think's paying for all these gold chains I have on, like Mr. T? Come on, I'm now. Food. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, um, all right. We're gonna play a game here with uh, with Chris. We're sorry we didn't play one for the Geno's episode. Wow, we got the Jordan. Wrath. Let us know. Yeah, we got the wrath. So, all right. Um, 
and these are the questions that we have online that you need to answer if you want to be uh, entered into the into the contest for the drawing for the Stewart's hot dogs. Uh, and we're I'm going to ask Chris. I'm going to ask Vanessa. Uh, the first question is the coolest car from a TV show or movie, like a regular recurring thing. Knight Rider. How in the world can you? So you're going kit, but that yeah. You're going kit. Yeah, that's yeah. A that's a fantastic. Answer, Michael. Michael. <laughs> we must calculate the backward trajectory of the missiles while we are. <laughs> Mike, Michael, your Michael, your hair has never looked so luscious as it does today, Michael. You're blowing it, Michael. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Those are both pretty smart on um, yes. impressions. Um, I'm going with Cousin Eddie's RV. Oh. That's who I am. I, I never would have thought. I love it. your style. This is just. <laughs> I never would have thought that. Yeah. Now, is it with a full septic system <laughs> yeah, or an empty gotta septic be. system? It's got to be full. Okay. Wow. Christmas vacation. Eddie's RV. Yeah. Nicely played. I, I'm, I'm Mr. Predictable. I'm going Bat, Batmobile from 66, Adam West. So I love the I Batmobile. Here. It is certainly the. Best car on the road. That is a great impersonation. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Now let's move to the next question. Biggest lemon you ever owned as far as a car that just... I'll start off with my story this time. I had an Oldsmobile Omega. Or was it a Chrysler Omega? Who made Omega? Oldsmobile? I've never even heard of that. It was in the 80s. <laughs> and I, I wasn't born yet. That's why I, I used to cut grass for my dad's real estate company, and it, this was my stepmother's old car. It might have been the Chevy Omega. Go ahead. Could Sorry. be. I, I, and I and, have to um, Google everything while we're recording. I really do. I put my lawnmower in the trunk because it had like a fold-up handle thing, and I was in Ohio cutting a lawn, and I'm coming across that Sixth Street Bridge, and then I notice there's black smoke coming out of the hood. And I had just started over the bridge. And I was like, oh, this is not oh, no. like steam. This is smoke. Then I started seeing fire dancing like through the little separation. Oh, my God. I would have panicked. What, what do you think I did? What, do you think I was Mr. Calm I and I cool? I would have just got out of the car <laughs> and left it. Bye-bye, bridge. I, it was just recycle. It was done. Yeah. Right. I'm in it. Like- and I, I get out. <laughs> I look. People are honking. And, and, and you know what? I love our area. Not a damn person stopped. Nobody really? Nobody. And, Surprising. And, 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 fire, and you're a kid. And I, That's I, well, terrible. Yeah, I, was like, I was like 17 or something, and I look under the car, and fire is dripping <gasps> from, and I was like, that's gasoline. <laughs> yes. It's on fire. Yes. Yeah, well, and, and, and so I, and I'm like, well, I've got the lawnmower in the back and a can of gas in the back, and I got the lawnmower and the can of gas out. This car is on fire, and I... Adjusted my little handle thing and just started going across the bridge, and didn't look back. Wow. And my, my my stepmother was like, "What happened to the car?" I was like, "Caught on fire." Where is it? I don't know. I just left it. I didn't call. <laughs> it was like it's I left holding it on up the, traffic currently. I to this day do not know what happened to that car. Shut wow. up! The insurance got a hold of you or anything? No, I just left it there, and she was. And, and then by the time we went back, which was like that night, it was gone. And it, it was like, as a parent, I'm shocked. Like I'm sitting here thinking, like, okay, these, all the things that I have to talk to my kids about if that happened. Right. Like, first off, you must notify the insurance company. Then you've got to call the police. Then I, you didn't, gotta, I didn't know any of that. I just can't believe they didn't reach out to like your dad and be like, by the way, no. we found your. Was it stolen? No, well, we I found it. it. Do cars blow up, or is that just in the movies? Can they explode? They can. They can. Yeah, they can. 
It, yeah. it, it might have done that. I don't know. And I don't know. A trucker man <laughs> come with a fire extinguisher. All I know is there were <laughs> river. Yeah. There was nowhere to walk. Maybe they pushed it into it's the pushed river. pushed into the river. It's fine. <laughs> it a- All I know is there was nowhere to walk. And so there I am pushing a Lawn lawnmower, a holding a gas can with a burning car in, behind me. It, yeah. Like nothing had happened. And I was just, and I think I just called a buddy and went, yeah, the car caught on fire. Don't know whatever happened. Still have some yards to move. If anybody out there was ever on that 6th Street Bridge in 1986, (laughs) and they were like, oh my gosh, I remember that it was the abandoned car fire. That's fantastic. I have... Somewhere there's an open police report. Yeah, I've said too much. I'm Detective Handler. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, all right, so that's my answer. Which one do y'all have an answer? Um, I had a LeBaron that was convertible. Ooh. Oh, it was junk. It was so terrible. Oh, I liked them. It was so bad. Um, the ignition was out of it, so you would have to put like your thumb up in the gear shift and like push it back. <laughs> and I had like calluses on my thumb all through school because that's how I had to start it. That that was my. I mean, it was a piece of crap. Le Baron is actually French for the Baron. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's right, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. I've got, no, it was a terrible car, though. With all of yeah, no kidding. I've had. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. The, the, there are two of them that stand out, though, that were quirky and had issues. And the first one, I told you guys. Quirky. About. <laughs> the 70s, 1970 Malibu. Um, oh. you know, I, I had to start the car up in the wintertime 15 minutes before, 20 minutes before I was going to leave. Right. But sometimes I had to do that in the summertime, too, because it just didn't want to run well. I learned everything I know about carburetors from this car. Um, you know, I had to scrape the inside of the windshield off as well as the outside. It was just was a car like built in 1970, right? It was just what was expected. <laughs> right. I had a Cadillac Katerra. It was a used Cadillac mm. Katerra back in the late 90s, and it was a, it was a uh, um, it was one of those cars that Cadillac thought they were getting into the economy market and they produced these smaller luxury cars that <laughs> depreciated very, very quickly. So right. from a used car standpoint, they were really inexpensive. Right. And when you found one with about 70,000 miles on it, you know, you were talking about five or $6,000. So <laughs> that was, that was my, one of my cars. And it would be weird. Like if you turn the radio knob the wrong way, the window would roll down. Like there was something up with the electric so behind the wiring, it. Right. And, yeah. And, and, and Sometimes you really had to jerk on the emergency brake release to get that circuit to come out, you know, but you didn't want to break the, cl- you know, the, yeah. the, 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 right. the cable too. Right. She had to be, you had to work it the right way. And sometimes to start it, you had to just like work it the exact right way to get the thing to start. So, no one wanted yeah. to borrow your car because yeah. they, they was, couldn't do all the quirky. things. See, that's why I, I don't trust these smart homes. I have to go show and sell these do we smart homes around here. Oh yeah, well, oh, it, I didn't even it, yeah. Where it's just it's like kit for night was, rider, where you just walk in movie. and you're like uh, sunset on the uh, welcome, window shades. Welcome to my home. <laughs> yes, WG won't be getting out this evening. Oh, oh I, I popped into like, Hannibal Lecter there. I don't know why. Uh, I will not unlock. I will not unlock the home until you clean your dishes that are in the sink. That's, I was going to say like it's I'm really starting to like smell in here, Clarice. <laughs> All right. So, and then finally, the last question that you guys have to answer for the uh, the giveaway is your favorite restaurant that has a drive-through window. It can be a and yes, it can be a drive-in restaurant. But there's it, two that come to mind for me really, really quickly. Okay. And one is Frost Top, and one is Midway. Uh, oh, it, I was going to go with Midway. Nicely done, considering our giveaways from Stewarts. Sweet. <laughs> I, hey, listen. I, did you <laughs> asked, I answered. <laughs> I uh, um, the, Midway has an incredible peanut butter milkshake. That's oh, my really? Daughter's it's, favorite. It's incredible. Oh, wow. And you know. 
kids love frost top. Um, you know, it depends on what we're in the mood for. Now, do you know what what dictates whether the mug is going around? No, do tell. I have no idea. All right, and Van- it's working that <laughs> I don't day. Know. Yeah, it sounds like if they. I thought you power. knew something like incredible yeah. that you were going to share with us. I have no idea. I've always I always sit there and wonder. <laughs> Every time <laughs> I I'm there, I'm, I look, I look you. up I really and I don't. go. Why is it turning or why is it not turning? Vanessa, what is yours? Uh, I don't I, I don't know. I eat so much fast food. Like, Brandon hates it. Do you really? Oh, my God. Like, my husband gets so mad. He's like, do you realize what kind of money we would have, like, if you didn't go through a, a drive-thru? You know, fast food's really better for you than you think. Yeah, tell him that. Uh, <laughs> There's a th- I know people that eat just fast food because they think that there's less germs and contamination. Ew, oh no. God! Yeah, it's right? terrible. Yeah. And like that the I food know it's is so bad. processed that they'll never get food poisoning from eating it. Yeah, so, like I'm super weird. Like ice. So like I love to go to Midway for their ice, and I love the fountain Coke from McDonald's. So I'm gonna go with McDonald's. Hmm. Just because okay. it's a co- like I'll yeah. go through for a Coke. They have or a I'll walk in. They have a de- different it's, syrup mixture yeah. for their Coke. Yeah. It's Oh, gosh. Okay. It's slightly different. Yeah. I'm a Coca-Cola fiend. It is a thing. <laughs> All right. Quick quick speed round now for Chris, and then uh, we're going to start wrapping up. But uh, this is just for Chris. Chris, water skiing or snow skiing? Snow. Um, your favorite actor or actress? It's something where it's like you don't know anything about the movie, but you see their name on the marquee, and you're like, I- I'm in. I think Daniel Day-Lewis is the greatest actor of my generation. Okay. And That's his, a solid answer. Any sport... Your favorite pro team? Any sport, my favorite pro team. Yeah. Well, I watch a lot of boxing and UFC, so they don't have like pro teams. To, team. So, yeah, I, I'm going to go back to the good old-fashioned Chicago Bulls, especially from back in the 90s. Mm. They were just an absolute blast to watch. And I think Michael Jordan was not only an incredible entertainer, but he was a manic driver and competitor, and watching him play was just Special. It was magic. Yes. Well, he wasn't magic. Magic was Ma- another guy. Ma- magic was magic. Yes, Larry exactly. Bird was Larry Bird, but yeah, Michael it, Jordan was just Michael, relentless. Yes. MJ, right. um, Ted Lasso, funny or not? Funny. Okay. Finally, before we wrap up, I know you do a ton of charity work. I mean, you know, I mean, you're all over the place, you know, you and your wife and your family and, and, you know, and, and Dutch Miller Kia and, and everything you guys do so much for the community. And what, is there something now, you know, this, this podcast may be listened to, I mean, we're recording this in July of 2023. They may be listening in December of 2023, but, um, so not really specific events, but are there any charities you want to mention? Cause I know there's probably a list of a oh, hundred, yeah, yeah. but anything that, that, uh, you want to mention, especially the children's home society of West Virginia is that? a good one. Um, it, it is a staging ground before when kids are removed from homes mm-hmm. before they're placed into the foster care system. Oh, okay. And you know, you you start you start talking about all of these children. Like we have a we have a um, foster care system that is struggling for resources. And you think about the impact of the opiate epidemic and then the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, And this isn't just West Virginia. This is all around the country. Mm -hmm. Um, We have kids that need help. Mm. and they've mm-hmm. experienced the worst you can think of and all they're looking for is a chance at life and to have right. a family that loves them mm-hmm. to then help you know walk them through growing up 
mm-hmm. and it's underfunded. Um, there's regulatory issues. Mm-hmm. There's lots of problems, mm-hmm. and you know our most precious natural resources are our kids. Our That's yeah, how we yeah. build a society that continues on generation after generation. Right, right. That's one that screams out to me. I mean, uh, um, Nikki Thomas and the Golden Girls. Um, Golden Girls is awesome. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. they're fantastic. I mean, Nisha Freeman and the Brag Brown Bag Ministries. They hey, do Nisha. incredible work. Yeah. Um, it, it goes on and on and on. Marshall University does a bunch of work for the community. They're heavily involved and invested. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, there there are serious serious things. It, food insecurity is still an issue, mm-hmm. and Massive. so the Facing Hunger Food Bank is. They Love. do incredible work. You know, yes. you think about the pandemic and you have all these kids where they got a lot of their food was showing up to school. Mm-hmm. And oh. so when the schools were closed down, yep. they, they didn't have access to food. And so right. the food banks literally right. united and did an incredible job to help make sure that I, kids were still fed during the pandemic. I think mm-hmm. Cabell County is still doing that. Like yes, they're busing meals into yes. the community still. Yes, Symphony Kirkhart mm-hmm. at Facing Hunger Food Bank I mean, does a not bang out dry, you know, job. Um, but th- there, there, there are lots of entities that really do need help, and the ones mm-hmm. that I mentioned are in the top of my list. Well, you guys, I get, would agree. Yeah, all the all those people are people yeah. I work with in prevention. So, yeah, those those are fantastic uh, suggestions. You guys get out there and and, and do what you can. Um, you know, we love this community, we love this area, and let's uh, continue to, to to make it grow and and be a place that. Uh, that people want to uh, move here. They want to stay here. For I mean, sure. that's, uh, that's part about our area is the people, man. That's yeah. part about the state of West Virginia, the people. And yeah. I mean, you, you've heard that story about the Tesla that broke down about a year ago in coal country in the middle of nowhere, you know, near snowshoe. And there's a bunch of coal miners that drove past it, saw it, stopped and helped tow the car to a coal power generator to get that thing charged again because they were in the middle of right. nowhere oh, right. wow. to then give them battery to be able to get home. Oh, that's wow. that's, just, I mean, that's, that's just who we are. That's right. what we yep. do, man. Yep. And it, that's the best thing about the area is our people. And I do believe that we're moving into a point in time of what I call capitalism 2.0, which is um, businesses much more directly involved inside of communities because you think yes. about it, it's a symbiotic relationship, right? Yeah. Business does well. It's a social and moral obligation for that business to help the community do well. Yes. And when the community does well, the business does well. And right. so it's a rising tide raises all ships kind of mindset. And I think we're in the beginning stages of that developing all around the country. It's just one of the things we've always done in West Virginia anyway. And yeah. I love that. I mean, that's literally how my job came to be. That's how safety town is yeah. a thing yeah. is the community being involved exactly i agree i yeah. agree well all right well we're, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up my last question is now are vanessa and i qualified for friends and family pricing absolutely are, are, you were <laughs> before we started right yeah, it's, yeah. wow no nice yeah. Make sure. nicely no done sure. yeah look at that <laughs> Be honest. Have you ever had somebody come in and you're like, you're just a jerk. I am not going to give you friends or family pricing. Um, you are not. You are neither my friend or maybe it's a family member that's not a friend. I don't know. We believe in bending over backwards to take care of people. I will tell you that in you know my career, I've had to. I have had to fire a couple of customers. Oh really? Get that. Only a couple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, we we bend over backwards to try to help people. I, 
people are genuinely good mm-hmm. and, you know, and on a broad I spectrum. Agree. And when they got issues with their car, they just realize they got something that's supposed to get them from point A to point B and mm-hmm. they're not the mechanics. And when their lives thrown upside down, it's, you know, our job to bend over backwards and help them and right. do everything we can to piece it back together for them because right. it's their freedem, right? And, you know, a car at the end of the day, someone's freedom to get where they need to for go, sure. to yeah. do what they want to do, yep. to get back and forth to work. And that, that's right. Look at it a little differently. Yep. And you have, yeah. you have some great people. Like I have a bunch of buddies, friends, whatever. I, I what do you? I don't know. That work at your in Barbersville at the Kia dealership. Those guys are great. Like they like you can call them and ask them anything. Yeah, and sure. And what what's a, what's a website? Is it just DutchMiller.com? So we have DutchMillerAuto.com that okay. links us up. That links all anybody up with all of the cars, all of all of the dealerships that we have all around the country. And then you also each dealership has its own unique website. That then, if you're curious about those, you can just go straight into it. So DutchMillerKia is DutchMillerKia, and okay, you know, gotcha. DutchMillerSubaru is DutchMillerSubaru. Okay, but they're all there. They're okay. all listed. They're all online, and it starts with DutchMillerAuto.com that merges all the inventory from all the locations into one spot. Look at that. Look how tech tech savvy they are. We're not just hillbillies around here. We're also tech savvy hillbillies. (laughs) I'm working on WJ. He's getting better. We're hillbillies with Atari 2600s. Damn it. So, all right. Well, we're going to sign off. Thank you so much for listening. Check out all the other episodes. Chris, thank you so much for being here, man. I appreciate it. Absolute pleasure. Thank you guys so much for having me. You bet. You bet. All right. Vanessa, uh, do the honors and take us out. We are out of here. Thanks for listening to the Huntington Tri-State Time Machine, brought to you by Realty Exchange, the top performing real estate company in the Huntington, West Virginia, Tri-State area. If you have a memory you would want WG to talk more about, just send him an email at memories at htstimemachine.com or post a comment on the Time Machine Facebook group page. Did you like this episode? Be sure to share it with friends and family. You can find a link in the show notes that you can use to share it. And be sure to let Realty Exchange know that you like the podcast as well. Their contact information can be found in this episode's show notes.